Welcome back to Inside the Wit. This is episode five or six, depends on what you want to call it. This is your own reality, make believe, choose what you want to do. Andrew, we are back. We're back. Thanksgiving is coming on. The Wildcats have finished up a two-game set. Or no, not a two-game set. Excuse me. A game with Holy Cross and then a game with Havid. Down in Cambridge. Yeah, down in Cambridge with uh, Matt Damon. Uh, we'll get into the game in a second, but uh, Thanksgiving happened. What did you uh, What'd you do? What'd you get up to? Um, I went up to my cousin's house in New Hampshire. And when I say up to, it's because I'm from Connecticut. Yeah. So it's like I drove home, and then I came back to New Hampshire. Oof. I drove back home, and now I'm back in New Hampshire. <laughs> so a lot of back and forth, home. a lot of driving, but yeah, it was good. Yeah, saving um, the New York Mets. This is what I made yeah. him. What, uh, what about you? Would you yeah. What are you up to? Um, nice. Yeah. Uh, well, anyway, Steve Cohen, made, he just saved the New York Mets sufficiently. Uh, yeah. So that's cool. You have got to be the yeah. – like, <laughs> normally you are a very, very negative yeah. fan towards the team you like, the Mets and the Cowboys. Even the Cowboys, they're having a good year. Well, debatable. I mean, despite their division being bad, they're having a good year, and you're always like, ah, McCarthy this, McCarthy that. Just, just grateful my teams are not. You know, embarrassing me. Fair enough. Um, we're we're going streaking, Andrew, because the Ooh. Wildcats have won three straight games. For three the, straight games for the first time since 2019, and five out of six without a loss. Watch like, out, folks. Listen, I think I mentioned in the last episode. In fact, I know I mentioned. I said that game, that second game against UMass, was a turning point. It was a turning point. That whole weekend, just something felt different about this team. You know, they kind of blew some opportunities the week prior against UVM, and then they play the defending national champs, like, very tight, uh, come out with two points on the weekend. Could have been more, but then you come and you sweep the weekend against a pretty good Harvard team, and then, you know. A, a scrappy Holy Cross Holy team. Cross, yeah. I mean, listen, there aren't going to be teams that you play this year that aren't going to be scrappy, and, and aren't, with this Wildcats offense just not – you know, not putting goals in the back of the net. I think a lot of these games are going to look closer than they do. But the Wildcats played great this weekend. Yeah, yeah, they really did. And um, we'll get into it now, I suppose. Uh, we'll start with the number 16, uh, Harvard, who UNH mm-hmm. beat one nothing. Great game all around defensively. Um, you know, there isn't too much to say here in terms of highlights other than the fact that the defense played excellent. The penalty kill was really good again, and Mike mm-hmm. Robinson was terrific. Yeah, not uh, not too much to say on this one. I mean, Robinson, I mean, he obviously got the shutout. He played very well, but Harvard wasn't exactly – they kind of came alive parts of the second period, but overall, like, the defense, I thought, was, was really the most impressive thing. Um, I thought, again, Gagne played really well. Um, Nikolai Jensen played well. And, you know, for this team to uh, just, you know, be another ranked team, their third – third win this year against a ranked opponent on the road as well their first road win that's huge you finally it took us about a month but t- yeah t- a month <laughs> a month is generous um they finally break that they're one and five on the road now and you know it, it was it was a really good win and obviously you don't get hockey east points but wins like that i think intangibly you know, do do the the team a lot of good. I agree with you, and I wanted to touch on Jackson Pearson because I know we've mentioned him earlier, but he mm-hmm. had the lone goal, yep. um, beautiful goal, oh, um, breakaway. Just, I mean, he just buried it. Um, fourth game winning goal. I don't know if you know that, but that ties to the NCAA for first. Yeah, uh, in all of the nation. So that's pretty crazy. Yeah, he had the game winner. Obviously, in overtime against uh, UMass, the overtime winner against Providence, Providence, and then he had the other game winner in the first game against UVM. So. You know, we're still waiting for those other guys to emerge. We can talk more about Angaris in uh, the second game in a little bit. But, 
you know, we're still still waiting for that offense to come around. I feel like I'm saying that every week. It's been uh, – I can confirm that. What is this? One, two, three, four, five – Hold on. This was the first the first time that the Wildcats against Holy Cross scored more than two goals in one, two, three. <laughs> well, I guess count the UVM game. Yeah, the offense hasn't been great. Again, yeah. <laughs> they've had two. They've That's had some quick math just to get to the point. In, in, in f- what have they played? Fifteen games. They've only scored three or more goals in three games. Yeah, it's not great. Oh, um, sorry, four games. I, I mean, we yeah, we will get to, to more, and more than three goals in just the home opener. Or just the opening game. Yeah. Other than that, it's been three or below. But somehow, but it it doesn't seem to matter that much because the defense has been terrific and and the penalty kill. I mean, this is the last weekend of total, but they've killed thirteen straight penalties without giving up a goal. Yeah, uh, I thought they did really well again on on Friday against Harvard. I was watching that game. Um, Just a wild broadcast. (sighs) Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, Happy Thanksgiving, (laughs) everybody. If you weren't watching that game. I thought the the play by play guy was pretty good. The color commentator, I think maybe spoke twice a period. Didn't yeah. really hear from him much. Yeah. But the play by play guy, middle of the play, the Wildcats are taking it up into the neutral zone of the ice, and he's like, you know, like Pearson, uh, skating through, and happy Thanksgiving. Like, glad just, you're here with us on Nested. <laughs> yeah. It's like, pal, no, this he didn't is even the right say moment. that. I don't even think he said I that. I think, he did. Did he? I thought I was just a, I dropped a happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> I was watching with my family, and and even like. My parents are like, what did he just say? <laughs> Whenever your parents are like, hey, that's weird, you're like, okay, so I'm not alone. Yeah, here, yeah. Um, but, but yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was fun to be able to watch them at home. I was glad that the, that game was on ESPN Plus because, um, where I live in Connecticut, we're like, we're on the western half, so we don't get Nesson. In fact, the town oh. next to me, to the east of me, gets Nesson. We don't. So it's always been a struggle. So how do you watch the Red Sox? I have to buy MLB TV. Oh, here. I know. Get back to us, MLB yeah. TV. No, I know. That's the thing. This has been a fight since I was young um, of, like, you know, trying to fight to see if we could get Nessing. And when you when you told me that the Holy Cross game was on Nessing because I was home Saturday, I wasn't able to go to the game, I was like, ah. They, they would do this to me. <laughs> I guess I'll be falling along online. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, the Harvard game was fun to watch. The defense was locked down. The penalty kill was great. Um, did have a big test there with two minutes left in the game. That he uh, did. Alex Gagne, your 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 one pride and joy of this team. Yeah, he's great. Took a took a costly penalty that could have been even worse. Uh, yeah, survived that was, the six before. Well, and that was the cross checking. I believe so. Yeah. Um, and th- I mean the game ended pretty peacefully after that. There was a brief moment of like a Vietnam flashback when they got a shot on the net, and I thought back to the Scott Morrow UMass goal. Oh, like, yeah, at the uh, end like, there. yeah, They're not right. going to blow another lead, which we'll, we'll get to that. They did. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, overall, a great win against Harvard. Um, do you want to do the pairwise update now, or do you want to save that? Uh, we could do this now because we're not going to get back to Harvard, so let's, yeah. let's hit it. So the, what were we last week? 48, I believe. Out of, Something like that. We'll, we'll do my, my famous uh, – there are 59 teams in college hockey. Um, pairwise is a, a ranking, basically a, a strength rank, ranking – of you know record strength of schedule all that takes everything into consideration it ranks teams one through 59 unh last week 48 where do you think they moved up to i'm gonna guess 40 wow on the head booyah number 40 um ah, they're just good folks <laughs> right ahead of colorado college and right behind rpi so um eight spots it's a big jump and you know this team is gonna have to uh to make something happen in the postseason if they want to get into the NCAA tournament. But 
If they can creep towards uh, top 16. <laughs> you may be getting a little ahead of yourself. Right. But <laughs> I mean, listen, eight spots next week, 32. Then we're down to 24. It just takes three yeah. weeks, Jocks. We'll I, you know, hey, uh, I did want to touch on this. Yeah. Step aside Russell Wilson. Let Mike Robinson cook. Um, he's just been terrific these last three games. Well, Terry may be a strong word when we get to the Holy Cross game, but he got a second straight start, played superbly, mm-hmm. like we mentioned. 27 save, pitched a shutout. Um, it really should have been a second straight shutout if not for, you know, Scott Morrow, like we mentioned, with that UMass goal with, I believe, 1.1 seconds left to go. But um, we'll get back to Mike Robinson later. But, you know, I just want to acknowledge the fact he had a great game. So yep. kudos to him. Um, and I'm trying to – yeah, the, the lines are pretty similar in that one. Um, there wasn't there wasn't much there, although um, Coach Souza mixed it up a little bit on uh, on Saturday. He got freaky with it, as a kid say. Yeah, he moved Harrison Blaisdell <laughs> down to the to the fourth line. Um, he's, you know, he's. I mean, a lot of these guys, you can say, oh, they're struggling a little bit offensively. Um, he hasn't exactly totally stood out to me this year, but um, I really like Will Margell. He was good. He was really good. Let's get into game two because he's he done. had a goal in game two. First collegiate goal. Hey, congrats to Will. Just a uh, just a shot from the point that he, you know, just kind of gets lucky on. But you know, sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. Honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, at this point, we're uh, I'm going to take all the luck this team can get when it comes to scoring goals. You might as well. Uh, so you didn't watch this game, as you said. I did not. Uh, I will be honest. I was there. Bit of a snooze fest. Um, yeah. <laughs> were there a lot of people there? What was the? The student section had maybe five people in total. Okay. Um, Let's see if I can find the attendance for this. Not one. even Gnarls and Wildly Cat were there. Oh, um, did they have any good uh, intermission games? Uh, they had one or two where people just kind of shot the puck around, but nice. but not really. Did they it, kick them off like mid game, like they had to do against no. uh, <laughs> UMass when they were taking way too long? No, no. But it was, we, I don't think we talked about that. That was, had, that was that was tough. <laughs> they had like the whole pregame like song and dance thing beforehand, mm. and I, I didn't see Wildcat Nars come out. I was like, what's going on? I was like, ah, not even, not even they showed up. <laughs> <You know>? uh, <laughs> just a tough omen. Wow, twenty nine hundred people. Did it feel like there were that many there? Uh, it did feel on the more general admission sides, but the yeah, student okay. section was dead, and you know, yeah, you know, I mean, Jim, when Jim Robles not there, you know, yeah, it's just you know, well, Jim Robles was out in Oregon with the the men's soccer team. Tough break for for them. We'll leave that to Bracket ah. Lions. Uh, <laughs> Such a tough game. But hockey. Uh, so this one gets off to a slow and inauspicious start for the Wildcats. Well, they like have that. one goal. I like that word. Thank you, sir. <laughs> uh, they have one goal called out uh, against them due mm-hmm. to goaltender interference. Uh, pretty, pretty. I don't know why the refs didn't bother to call it a good goal. Yeah, Ro- Robinson kind of got. He kind of got like bulldozed. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, this Holy Cross attacker just kind of ran into Robinson and he fell on the ice, so the puck is just out into the crease and someone just taps it in. It's like, guys, why are we even calling that a good goal to begin with? Yeah, but like, I digress. Come on, you can't do that. And then twenty seconds later, they give an actual goal, which was frustrating for me as a live tweeter because it was like, oh. Uh, no goal, we're good. And then only twice later, they're like, nope, this one uh, does count. Wait, no, cool. different. Yeah, <laughs> yeah um, the app that I love to use for college hockey, College Hockey News, um, not exactly on their game this weekend when it came to, to UNH. And I paid I paid that $3 right. for, the, for the upgraded <laughs> subscription for the year. Um, and for whatever reason, they never inputted any of the stuff from the Harvard game. Ugh. Because normally I get, like, alerts. Well, I was watching the game, but, like, it was never updating in real time. And I'm trying to find the stats on here, and it's all zeros. And then the Holy Come Cross game, um, for whatever reason, they have, like, they they never took off the goal that was waved off. So it says 3-3 three to three in overtime UNH, but, like, UNH won 3-2. to two. Yeah. So. Come back to us, uh, college hockey, hockey news. I, I, I've been using this app for years, so I'll cut them a little slack, but. 
I don't know if it was the maybe it was the out of conference kind of threw them off a little well, bit. Well, get, them, get on your game. Give them benefit of the doubt. But come on. Uh, from there, UNH just really kind of had a slow, rocky start. It felt like, and I'm not sure this is exactly what it was, but it feels like they may have just been overlooking Holy Cross team with, I believe, three wins on the season coming into that game. Yeah. Kind of easy to overlook and think we're just going to kind of steamroll him. Yeah. Mostly, like we mentioned, Will Margell gets on the board. Especially and, after, like, the Harvard win. You're yeah. Probably, like, you know, this team, I think they're starting to come around. They're not at a place where they can be cocky, obviously, but – yeah, I think maybe it's like, all right, we just beat the defending national champions. We beat a really good Harvard team, who's you know the top top echelon of the ECAC, and now we're playing Holy Cross, who's like bottom of the Atlantic. Like we're gonna scrape them at home. And, and it, yeah, it's at home, like you mentioned. Yeah. So, but once they got that first goal, they really just kind of took control of the entire game. Mm-hmm. I mean, Mike Robinson would make the saves if he had to. Tyler Ward was able to put another one into the back of the net, make a two-one, mm-hmm. and really from there they they just kind of coasted. I mean. <laughs> We might as well just get into it now, but there's about five minutes left. I'm talking <laughs> yeah. with the press guys. I'm texting you. I'm like, hey, any questions you want me to ask Sousa? They're like, hey, who do you want to interview after the game? I was like, oh, let's do Mike Robinson. Why not? Yeah. I start writing up my questions for, for Sousa, the opposing coach, Robinson. I'm like, all right, I'm 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 ready to go. Let's get down to the press room. And, of course, Holy Cross scores with two minutes left, and we have to go to overtime yet again. I put my stuff back out onto the table and prepare to take more notes. Yeah, uh, you specifically texted me any questions you want me to ask Souza, and I, you know, gave you a couple questions, and then you were like, "All right, I'll add it." One of them was, um, "Like, is the confidence the highest it's been all year after your first weekend sweep since <laughs> Union?" And then you just text me, "Well, blank," and I go, "What? Did they tie it?" And you go, "Yeah, two minutes left." And I was like, "Damn." <laughs> yeah, it was it was tough, and I was able to save that question of yours, thankfully, because they did yeah, come, back, come back winning. Uh, um, but, you know, Holy Cross gets that goal, and we go to overtime. Both teams get some okay looks, uh, but neither able to really end the game until the puck finds Philip and Gars. Yeah. Just another breakaway shot like Pearson had in that first game against Harvard, and he just buries it right over his glove. It was a very similar goal um, to that that one that Pearson scored the, the day before. Um yeah, just buried it. And the Wildcats, their last yeah last three games at home, and four out of the last six have gone into overtime. So they certainly like to to uh, you know the flair for the dramatic. And and four three out of those four they've actually scored in overtime. So it's it's. I mean, Susan mentioned in the post game that oh oh I thought Cam had a question. Uh, whenever you're done. Oh, all right. Well, hold on. Let's let's get a Cam corner. Uh, a little note from the producer's desk over here. The women's team, you guys mentioned Union a second ago. Ooh. They outscored Union 11-1 to 1 this weekend. Yeah, they wiped so the, the Wildcats just kind of own Union. Actually, genuine question. Okay. Why don't we ever have, like, Spencer on here it's a great to talk question. women's hockey? Um, they got Penn State coming up. Ooh, Penn State at home. Penn State actually just got a D1 hockey program, like, within the last five years. What's like that about? You know, I was thinking yesterday watching – or this weekend watching college football – Mm-hmm. And I was like, there are a lot of big, like obviously not teams like in the SEC or like Big Ten, like obviously or Big Twelve. You're not gonna see like Oklahoma D1 hockey. Really, but Lincoln, Lincoln Riley's actually gonna go for the football <laughs> team and the men's hockey team. Yeah, in he's, he's starting a new program. But <laughs> I think it's very surprising that we don't. I, I feel like there should be a push to get some more D1 hockey schools, like like an ACC for hockey, like Duke, Syracuse. They could recruit well. They've got good. Yeah, reasons. that would be great. Like Maryland. Like let's. I, I don't know. Anyways, I, uh, yeah. Um, so we're back to UNH men's hockey now after right. Cam's corner and the abbreviated and other stuff. 
Uh, so Ngaris gets a game winner. Now, I wanted to mention that in the postgame, uh, Holy Cross's head coach, Bill Riga, said that it should not have been a good goal. Um, I'm going to try and find the exact moment, but he said mm. that Robert Cronin held uh, a UMass defender, and that is what allowed Ngaris to spring free. He was mad the week before. Cronin held a UMass. Oh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> During the game. Here we go. So, let here's me, let me see this. I don't know how I'm going to do this All with right. two hands, but. This is. There you go. All right. So, here's Cronin here. Here's Ingars. Okay. This works horribly for an audio medium, but whatever. And right there. That was the weakest hold of all time. If that, if he thinks that was an actual hold, that is what he claimed. Oh come um, on, dude! Now I am not saying Dude, yes no. I'm just gonna say, I'm just gonna say, you're down bad for a win. You're clawing at anything. Yeah. You that. Come on, dude. That <laughs> uh, was not a. I mean, it it was long enough that I think Ingaris gets you know the clean clean break without any problem there. But yeah. I just thought I'd throw that in there. It no, was a point of contention that I. Bill Reed, you know, come on, man. What are we doing? Bill come back to us. Um, now, <laughs> let's range. transition to the questions, unless you have anything else you want to add. Oh, maybe about I, This is my favorite part of the entire episode. All right. uh, I like to beat dead horses, so let me just ask you this. Who gets the start Friday? Ooh. Worth pointing out, Mike Robbins has three straight starts. Mm-hmm. I did ask Coach Sousa Saturday, you know, hey, with Mike Robinson making three straight starts, I know you mentioned last week you were open to the idea of someone running away with it. Yes or no? He said no. <laughs> what if he's like, yes, Josh. David Fessenden no longer has a spot on this team. He's actually leaving this team. <laughs> uh, no, he he just said, you know, I, I don't think that's the case. I think competition is good for both of these guys. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, he's, I, he, yeah, I heard him say his, his famous quote again, actually. I was watching a video on Friday after the Harvard <laughs> game. He's like, I've, I'll say it, I've said it once, and I'll say it so many more times. The best of Mike Robinson is some of the best you'll see in Hockey East, which he's not wrong. Um, it's very encouraging to see him try to, you know, or not try to, to start to come around, not to not to dance around your question. But it is that, that I think, is the biggest piece of this team, um, is if, if Robinson's on, obviously the D's been really good, but uh, they'll be good there. But Saturday, or sorry, Friday at BU, we got a home-and-home home against BU this weekend. You got to go Robinson on Friday. That's my inclination. Uh, just I think you got we haven't it. gotten a festivant home start in a while. Is my guess. I mean, I don't know yeah. how much of a factor that plays in that decision making process, but um, I think it's Robinson's job until he loses it to some extent. I I agree with that, and I also think that BU is a team that Robinson has seen a lot in the past, and I think that you know he kind of he he knows what they're working with on a on a smaller sheet of ice. I think that I think that's. That's all Robinson on Friday. So that's what Andy You know what, for the second str- – wait, hold on. Oh. No. Lock is this the third straight week? I think I'm, this is the third straight week that I've called it. I'm just going to say it. Mike Robinson's starting on Friday. Okay. Wow. All right. Well, we will yeah. check in on that Old takes expose but. me if he's not. <laughs> Question number two. Have the Wildcats found their stride, Andrew? Yes. Okay. I disagree, but all right. Yes, they have <laughs> because – they have gotten some of the toughest part of their schedule out of the way, and they could go on a really nice run here. They could go on a really nice run here. Three in a row. We haven't really mentioned that the team has only lost one out of their last six games. Is there any hotter in Durham than the Wildcats been hockey team, Andrew? Uh, I have one one <laughs> soccer player in mind. <laughs> Other than that. Probably not. It's Bridger Hansen. We're just going to yeah. say. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, 
No, uh, <laughs> there's not anybody hotter in Durham than the UNH men's hockey team. Besides, yeah. Maybe the Maybe basketball team. Maybe open ended. Yeah, yeah, well, you can do what um. you want with that. But yeah, <laughs> now they're they're open. Listen, this is the this is the final series before a three week break. Actually, longer than a three week break. No, it's about three weeks. It's it's about, and then you you got the Ledyard Classic. Actually, my cousin's house, on right back. on. It's like right next to Dartmouth. Um, so I was walking around after uh, dinner. We were walking around Dartmouth. And there are a lot of, like, Ledyard, like, businesses. I don't know if that's a name. So that was where I was like, oh, that's why the tournament's called that. That's but some, That's um, some investigative reporting right there. Yeah, oh, I, I went straight to the source. I couldn't find anything on the, the Barney Smith or the Smith Barney. I forget what it was, it was, but I'll get back to you on that one. Um, so you've got Dartmouth, and then i got to assume that, well, Dartmouth's not great. So if you win, you're definitely going to play BC because BC's going to wipe up on Mercyhurst. But – then no, you shots fired at Mercyhurst. Well, yeah. I mean, not that they're under. I mean, it's B, it's BC. <laughs> um, but then you've got a little home stretch, St. Lawrence. I'm gonna come up for that game. I think. Oh, thank uh, God, I got to. St. Lawrence, Clarkson, BC, and then you know these are like BC's not the powerhouse of hockey East this year. UConn's good, BC's good, Merrimack's good, but then you know. You've 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 got winnable games. You've really got winnable games, and it's, it starts it starts right now with BU. Okay, because BU, you know, despite these being winnable games, BU is is some of the most winningest of these games. If that makes any sense, probably not. <laughs> Maybe not grammatically, but not you know, at all. Hey, no. Uh, I'm going to disagree with the sense that I don't. I think they found their identity, and that identity is is a puck control. You know, goaltending, okay. defensive heavy. I don't hate that, but I just think stride. I, they need to get more of these as offense going because you, it's great to you know win the games they have, but their last couple wins have all been by one goal, and I don't think that's sustainable in the uh, long run. No, I mean I I do agree with you in that point, um, but I just think that from what we've seen this year, this is this is what we're going to expect. So if this is their stride, then then I think this is, I, I mean I I don't really see them going out and beating, you know, a BU team five five to two or or five to one. Like I think it's going to be a two to one game on Friday or something like that. You know, yeah. it's going to be close. That's just what it's been this year. Uh, worth pointing out, I just did some quick math. Six of the Wildcats, seven ones have all been by one goal. So yeah, they've got to. You know, it, it's nice when you can win those games like that, but you've got to avoid having to do that every week. Cause I mean, it'll catch up to you when you eliminate the first two wins of the season against Union. Not not to take anything away from those because you know the count. those count as as much as. Every other uh, win does, but when you take those away, it's like every win in almost every game at home has been like a one-goal game. Yep. In fact, I think besides the Northeastern game, like every game at home has just been like a one- or two-goal game. It's been it's been tight. So, uh, Question number three. Yeah. Are we at all concerned about UNH's ability, inability to close games? No. No. Well... Well, no. <laughs> yeah, sure? yes and no. I would say yes if this was like the San Diego, or so not the San Diego Chargers, the Los Angeles Chargers, oh, there you go. where it's like you blow games late and that consistently leads to a loss. Am I a little concerned that now two straight games, or not two straight games, two out of their last three games, they they've given up a goal within the last two minutes? A little bit, but not really. They were able to hold on against Harvard, but. They've shown that they're a really good overtime team and can rebound. And 
when there's adversity, they do a good job of responding. So I'm going to say no. I'm not that concerned about it. Okay. Uh, this will be the final question before we get to the BU preview. A little nice rhyme there. Oh. Uh, what is the reasonable expectation for this weekend, Andrew, in your mind? Reasonable expectation? <sighs> you going to go six for six? I can't. Oh, why not? I can't. I'm going to say <laughs> over, under, four and a half, and I'm taking the over. Okay. So I'm going to say over four and a half points. So you think we're going to have an OT win? Give me give me an OT win, two to one on Friday, and then a three to one win, but with an empty net goal oh. on Saturday. <laughs> nice. You almost got me. <laughs> Look at that meme where it's like, you had me the first time. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about BU now. Um, I have written, Oh, How the Mighty Have Fallen. Uh, BU went from making six of the last ten years of the NCAA conference tournament, or the NCAA tournament, excuse me, uh, including last year, and now they are 4-9-2 this season. Yeah, they're, sh- they're struggling a little bit. I mean, listen, this is a, this is a very experienced group, but, you know, every team kind of ebbs and flows a little bit. BU's not as strong this year, but that doesn't mean that you can't take them seriously because, you know, they're, they're a strong program. Uh, I did some quick math, too. They have 13 drafted players on their roster. I am not sure how much of them are wow. dressing, per se. Um, Worth also pointed out that eight of those 13 players were taken in the first three rounds. So, again, I'm not sure how many of these guys are playing consistently or what their production is, but they are a talented squad yeah, no matter they've, what happens. Uh, they've got something there. I'm trying to see. I mean, it seems, looking at this roster, there are a lot of freshmen and sophomores. It's a it's a very, very young group. I think they only have, like, three or four seniors at max. So, uh, I bet in, like, next year and the year after, this is group, if these guys stick around um, – now they're they're going to be stronger, but they've struggled this year, as you mentioned. Um, but they again, a lot of these good teams with their losses, kind of reminiscing a reminiscent of UNH. They're all really tight, really tight games. Yeah, I mean, one thing that does give me cause for hope for UNH is that the uh, BU Terriers are 13th in the nation with 49 goals allowed through just 15 games played. Yeah. So defensively, they're a bit of a nightmare right now. Again, I would like to say UNH can take advantage of that, but I'm not sure they can. Hopefully enough to get the wins like we mentioned. Um, neither of BU's goalie has a goal or has a save percentage above 89%, which is uh, yikes, yikes uh, as the kids say. Um, now, Andrew, give me that pairwise on BU. On BU? Yeah. Uh, for the first time, you know, all not. season. All season. Okay. We are playing a Hockey East opponent who has a higher pairwise than we do. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's okay. good. You, yeah, that's you good. You want to be low. Sorry, yeah. There. We have who has a worse? I'll say a worse yes. paralyzed. They're forty-three. We are forty. So they're saying there's not big of a dis- not that big of a discrepancy. No, um, no. Um, they've got the thing is is they've got like some big wins. Their their wins um, have been you know oh they had a weekend where they they took. Um, I'm trying to see here. Did was that not a league game? Maybe not. But they tied. UMass and then beat them in overtime. You know, they beat or sorry, they lost to Northeastern in a shootout. Um I'm trying to see. They beat Merrimack eight to six. Um so they've had some good hockey east wins. I think you can argue that the Wildcats have better wins. Um uh, but you know, they got they oh and they also beat UConn, but they also lost to UConn. They got swept by UMass Lowell, um swept by Northeastern, lost to Cornell this past week. So I think that momentum-wise, things are obviously swinging in the Wildcats' favor. Yeah, I mean, BU has lost or tied seven of their eight last games, so 
they may be catching a talented team at the right time. Um, time will tell, obviously. Um, but I, I believe that's that's mostly going to be it, Andrew. Any uh, further comments? Um, I just expect this to be a high-flying weekend from BU. I'm, I'm just looking at their schedule ahead, and they've got some tough games. Like the week after, they're playing uh, BC, and then they've got an exhibition game against the USU 18 team. The USA team, team might blow them out. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but then, you know, you've got one against Brown, New Year's Eve, whatever. But That stinks, man. Could you imagine it's like, hey, December 10th could be our last game for three weeks, but suddenly we're going to play a bunch of scrawny teenagers and, you know, get up for that. And <laughs> scrawny teenagers. I mean, well, maybe scrawny Two years word. ago or three years ago, you had Jack Hughes, you had Cole Caulfield, you had Trevor Zegras. Like, just dancing around these, these college kids. It's just tough. It's like, hey, be you. Be a sacrificial land tonight. I think – I was talking to my uncle. I'm pretty sure that team with Jack Hughes played Dartmouth a couple of years ago, and they went to the game, and they were just like – him and my cousin were like, they're younger than these college kids, and they're, they're better than them. So, I mean, those games, they're always tight because of the age differential, but we'll give them a good run. But, you know, they've got some tough games. They do have UVM left and um, one against – or a couple against Maine. But uh, – you know, I think both teams see this weekend as an opportunity to kind of jump ahead because you look at the standings, UNH right now sitting at ninth with eight points, BU sitting at eighth with 11 points. So a good weekend for the Wildcats could kind of, like, between spots six and one, it's only a five-point. I'm not saying that this could, could put them up there, but it could start to get them in the mix a little bit. Yeah, no, I, I think this is a big week for both teams, and I think both teams have every reason to come out and play the best hockey they can right now. Um, but I believe that's going to do it now for Inside the so. Web, episode 5-6, whatever you want to call it. 5-6. slash six. I'm going to call it 5.6, you know, do right. whatever you want with that. Um, thank you all for listening, and uh, happy Thanksgiving.